This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. That kid is back on the escalator again. Leave it alone. What? Comics. Who are you? I'm Batman. TV and movies. Wrestling. Uh, Music. We are just getting started! Finally, a podcast about things you actually care about, hosted by a couple of guys who actually care about those things, too. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. Maybe a little too much. Yes. That's awesome. The talented one, Chris Machete. That no-talent ass clown became famous. And Brenton, you know, that guy from your other favorite podcast. I liked it. I was good at it. So grab onto the handrail and don't let go. This is the Kids on the Escalator podcast. Woo! Here's CM and BD. Has begun. And it's a Monday. We're doing like two within a couple of days of each other. Look at this shit. Yeah, because you were just here, right? I was in your home right beside you where you're sitting now. It's been a huge weekend. What what day was that, though? That was Thursday. Maybe Thursday? Something like that. It was Thursday because it was my busy day. uh, Yeah, good, 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 cool. Then you went and played the hockey and scored the goal there, eh? Continuous. I have a scoring streak. I'm on a scoring streak. Yeah, I'm only on the team because they let me. I'm only on the team because I pay my, my team fees. Uh, no, I do that <laughs> that's, too. That's all that is. Uh, I couldn't make yeah. it today, though. I couldn't play today. I was too busy. Too busy. No? Couldn't do my Monday too hockey busy. with the old folks. Yeah, couldn't do it. So busy. Oh, I, I tell you, we had the Comic Con yesterday, and our first Comic Con for Machete Comics. It was a huge success. Massive. Like I'm talking, yeah. like, dude, it, it couldn't have went any better. Um, I made a new friend, uh, David Day, an amazing, legendary Marvel comic artist. He was right beside me. I was in the Marvel pit there. From um, he Kingston, lives around Ontario, here as well. no less. How about yeah, that he's shit? from he's from the Gananoque right around. Yeah. yeah, so we did the the Comic Con and uh, I was hanging out with David Day. Well, I'll get into that later, right? Yeah, we'll get into we're gonna yeah, do that we'll get into that part later two and great. talk about your adventures there. Yeah, but- and then the workshop started. The workshop started today, man. I just got back from that from SBT Comics. Oh yeah, um, that's oh, the- so much cool stuff at SB- SBT Comics. Start SBT Comics. So, what were you doing at the workshop? Uh, teaching the future uh, artists how to make comic books, how to draw. And I have, you know, about, t- I got about 10 kids in there and they are so talented, man. It's, and it's amazing how fast these kids draw these days, but I'm just, so I, I'm, I'm laying down how to do the, the comics, man. Like, here's how you do it like a pro. Here's how I did mine. Here's what you should look for. How do I draw a hand? Here's how you draw a hand. Here's a quick way. Yeah. What should I do with this? Ah, maybe pose them like this. Yeah, I should help them teach them how to draw. And we chat and they're great kids. And a lot of these kids are very creative and don't go out and do a lot of things. So it's nice to have, you know, they don't play a lot of sports. So it's good to have them in this setting so they can work with other people. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I really love working with kids. I really don't teach very much anymore. So I enjoy it while I do it. We got a guest today. Oh, yeah, we do. A bunch of stuff. We got a guest today. Uh, this guy uh, plays uh, music sometimes. Uh, he's... <laughs> He, uh, he he likes to rock out all the time. Um, he plays, he slaps at the bass, man. And he also plays the guitar uh, with these guys. Mm-hmm. And uh, he plays with this guy. And mm-hmm. they put a record out. And they just got back off tour. And we haven't talked to him about any of the stuff that's been going on. Hey. So welcome to the show, Mr. Kearns. How are you? That's Todd How Kearns. From- yeah, great to be here. It's great to be here. And hanging Thanks, out with buddy. you fine folks. And I, I'm jealous I missed the um, the comic convention. It's amongst my mm. favorite things in the world to do. Uh, Chris it was a good was, one. was stoked to get there, man. It was awesome. So it's, yeah. uh, how you been, man? You've been out touring and, and seeing this fine world with uh, with Slash and the, and, and Mr. Fitz and, and I the have fellas. Been, yes. I, I, we, you know, we went out in a bubble. Like You all know the story of, of us going to Nashville to make a record, this record. Yeah which I have on cassette. We talked about this earlier. Um, we went out to Nashville to make that record and four to five of us got um, COVID. Six out of, oh, no. Uh, no, five out of six technically because our guitar tech got it as well. Uh, and actually the engineer, or one, the, the assistant engineer got it as well. So anyway, um, but we went out on this tour with that whole kind of like, well, Hail Mary, you know, we got to kind of go out there and, and, and bubble it and try and 
you know, it was very interesting doing it because as the tour was occurring, things were opening up. You know, I mean, even from state to state, the laws are all different anyway, or they sure. were. But, I mean, things are very open now, like all the way across. So, um, but we still managed to do the entire tour without getting sick. And then I came home and got sick. Not COVID, but I got knocked out for almost a week just with some gnarly cold that kicked my ass. But I was saying to my wife, it's funny how that happens. Like your your body is kind of like, you know, that's keeping up the 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 the, the fight. Like we got to get through this. We're going to do the tour, and then as soon as you get home, your body's like, okay, now we can get sick. And you're like, oh, yeah, come on. <laughs> which is I guess better than being in the Milwaukee or something like that. And, oh man, definitely. But yeah. you, know where you know where it's not normal is here in Quebec. Quebec, I walk into the hotel in Quebec City. Love the city. Walk into the hotel. She says, Shit, you need to put your mask on. I'm like, ah, uh, really? Which, yeah. you know, I'm not going to fight about, but I was like, really? Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, yeah, you got to put it on. And, and they were, it was like everywhere I went here, it was it's full on. So they're still in it. Yeah. There you go. There you if go. I pop in Walmart, I, I bring my mask. Yeah, you kind of have to. It's at a point now where you just have it. You know, have a couple in the car just in case someone's got a, a new thing. But yeah. in the states, I mean, as, here in Vegas, it's pretty much just wide open. I mean, I think Is even it? airplanes now. I think airplanes are like you know doing masks. So, whatever. Yeah, we're not really I, through this, uh, no, but we're but we're doing it. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. I, I have yeah. a big uh, Kiss Army logo on my mask, so I don't mind. I like well wearing done. it. <laughs> as you should, yeah. sir. Yeah, yeah. I you know wear the Kiss Army mask. Perfect. Totally. Which I Perfect. wish I had. I have a machete. We made the machete comics logo into the Kiss Army logo. Nice. Like instead of Kiss Army, it says Machete Comics. I wish nice. I had the sticker on hand I could show, but I do not. But uh, yeah, great. I sold out of those yesterday at the show. There it is right there in the corner. There you go. That's great. There it is. Yes. Thanks, that. You guys are like so professional. I appreciate that. Yeah, we know yeah, professional people, Todd, but that's where it ends. <laughs> That's where it ends. Well, There's only two talented least. people on this panel. I'll tell you that right now. One, You know what I'm saying? Well, I don't want but that. That's, uh, you know, it's funny, but, um, yeah, so it, a lot's been going on. So, uh, you know, we, we've kind of dabbled a bit into what some of the things have been going on in, in, since we've last spoken and we were excited about out of Wanda and all these series that had started talking yeah, yeah, yeah. but, uh, you know, Chris finally saw the Batman. Yeah, he did. It's, it's, yeah. On, it's on uh crave now for free. Is it really? I had, yeah, it's, I it's had on seen HBO. it. I had seen it and then I was waiting and waiting because waiting, I'm like, come on, wait. And then he got it on Crave yeah. and he saw it. And we talked about it a little bit last week. Mm-hmm. However, we would like to hear your thoughts because yeah, Todd, what do you think of this one? And you went out and saw it. So what do you think there, dude? You know, it's really interesting that you that you know, um because yeah, you, you guys know I Batman's sort of my guy. I wish I could show mm-hmm. you there's a giant statue right behind here that's uh that was my Christmas present from Slash. Um nice. but it was um this is the best thing is having a wife that like we saw the movie and like we saw it in florida we no i think we saw yeah we saw it in florida where we ended the tour we wanted to go see the batman we were waiting to see the batman movie the whole time but because we were in a bubble uh you know we we should wait and then we came home and that first tuesday let's go see batman again that's you know that's why i married this woman she's the best um but i will say and and i've sat you know i've sat through so many movies that you know i'm kind of i have this kevin smith attitude where i'm kind of like i heard him once say goes you know like i just never expected we'd be living in a day and age where these movies would be getting made you know mm-hmm. batman's one thing it's the it's the thors and you know guardians and, and all that stuff where you're yeah. kind of like i can't believe this is not only is this being made but it's mega successful you know um but when it comes to batman and having lived through you know every franchise to this point Mm-hmm. I thought I, I have to be honest. I really, really enjoyed it. I really loved cool. it. I went in. I went in very, you know, you 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 temper your expectations, you know, because you're, you know, we all have our favorites. And I, and I thought the Chris Nolan. Uh, I'm not sure how you guys felt about it, but I felt like the Chris Nolan um, trilogy was very difficult to match, you know, in terms of yeah, especially the second one with the Joker, man. Wow. Oh, yeah, it's it's that's it's still going to be a difficult. I don't know even the current actor. <laughs> who they have playing the Joker within the Matt Reeves universe, um, who I actually love as an actor. Um, I'm like, those are big shoes. Those are really big shoes. I don't yeah. think that I don't think Jared got it. I think Jared's an amazing actor, but I don't think he really nailed that. You know what mm. I mean? And I, I really, really, uh, there was elements about about this film that I I really enjoyed. Um, I, I talk about it all once in a while how like Batman's entrance into the film is not bashing through a, you know, 
a, a window or swinging in. He literally walks into the room. And right. He, and he walks into the room on several occasions where you're like, you just hear him, you hear his footsteps and he just walks right in and you go, okay, you know, and then he just whoops some ass. But I mean. That's a good uh, point though. I, you know what? I never thought of that. But now looking back, he walks into the police station. And it is, it's like, and it kind of gives you the angle that, okay, whoa, this is, this is early Batman. Yeah. He's just walking into places yeah. where, you know, the, the, the further Batman goes, he wouldn't just walk into place. You know, it wouldn't be like that. But yeah, it's just, I'm Batman. Get out of my way. Here I am. Yeah. I never thought of that though, Todd. That's a great point. Good one. That's actually Cheers. one of the first things I kind of noticed that I want to, you know, cause that first scene where he walks in, those guys are, uh, you know, the, the gang is beating up that dude or whatever's happening. And he just, you hear his footsteps, he shows up, he's wearing essentially armor, you know, I mean, like, it's kind of like, a lot of these things, what I always find entertaining, because, you know, as as you know, um, Batman, I believe, just, uh, you know, had a, a bit of a birthday, Superman did too, um, or I'm not really sure, but, you know, we're talking about, like, things that were created in the, in the late 30s, you know, and the idea of men wearing spandex and flying around or you know whatever they're doing you know at a time when you know the innocence of, of the time would have been like yeah this guy shows up dressed as a bat and fights bad guys you know and and then you have to kind of adapt this and we we have all lived through multiple adaptations of these guys over the years where you have to kind of find ways to make this how would this actually happen like i remember having long discussions um when the tim burton film came out in 89 you know there was all kinds of discussions on you know and it was great to be a kid and, and watch them having very big discussions on, on 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 talk shows talking about like what kind of person would do this what kind of person would, would and in, in a lot of ways i'm always surprised that this doesn't happen more that there hasn't been some guy somewhere who has thrown on a mask and gone out and fought crime mm -hmm. um but, and, you know, and as a fan, you're like, yeah, it's a very specific thing. And the Batman character as is, you know, invested as I am. Um, it just it has so many levels to it, you know, and so many levels where, in fact, you you get the impression that Bruce Wayne is the character, is the thing he plays. Batman is who he actually is. In a lot yeah. of ways, you know what I mean? like, and I've always felt like that. I don't, I don't know. I don't remember if it was it was the animated series or one of the other animated series. But you would hear Bruce Wayne when he was just chilling with. Alfred and he would talk like this well actually Alfred you know and then he'd go and be Bruce Wayne like hey what's going on you know and you, you realize and to me I was like wow that says a lot that that this you know the costume is Bruce Wayne you know in, in, a, in a lot of ways like the Batman character is actually kind of more like he's found himself by doing this insane thing um, but the film in general like I thought Zoe was great I think Zoe actually kind of represents um, a lot of the kind of reboot of what they did to Catwoman um, later on and, and some of that stuff with the, you know, uh, Totoro as, as, as Falcone and all that kind of stuff yeah. was so cool. And, and I mean, I did not know what to expect, honestly, when I went into it. I saw the, you know, the trailers and I saw the pictures and I'm like, I mean, Colin is an amazing actor, but I really, I really like what he did. I don't know if you guys, you probably spent time with Gotham, the series and all that. Yep, which I, I thought, go, yeah. which I thought was fantastic, you know, yeah, and, and a lot of my friends were kind of like, dude, this might be the one of the best interpretations. And I go, but then in seeing this, I, I just thought, wow, they really kind of nailed. And you love seeing that kind of early aspect of Pattison being like, I mean, it's supposed to be what, like a mid to late 20s Batman. Yeah, he's yeah. only only been doing it a couple of years, maybe he's somehow managed to kind of like build a, a relationship with Jim Gordon and. And and Jim Gordon trusts him now because of a couple of things that have kind of you know, we're not really 100 percent sure what happened, but that he kind of trusts this guy that he's got a he's got a pretty good insight on things, you know. And I I love that stuff, you know. I love that somebody cares enough to put this kind of, um, you know, the, this kind of attention to detail and and why would this kind of stuff happen? Why would any of this happen? Because it's yeah. so much, you know. When you talk about it and you sit back and you go. It's not even a real city, you know, it's kind of like, you know, it's not New York, like the Marvel Universe gets to win because, because New York is a place, you know, mm. and, 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 and all that kind of stuff. But I think the, the mythology of what Batman is to me is, is, is so much of the beauty of it. I thought, um, uh, uh, the Riddler, I think he, uh, his name escapes me, the actor, but he's fantastic. Yeah, I, I have a hard time remembering mm -hmm. as well. What did you think of, of Gotham? What did you think of uh, the way he represented Gotham City, like that representation of this new Gotham kind of thing? Um, 
I, I wasn't mad at it. I thought it was very mm -hmm. interesting that it's raining all the time. <laughs> yeah, right? It's, it's very sort of, you know, um, uninviting, not very mm -hmm. welcoming. I, I think that, you know, I think you have to be careful because we all love Tim Burton's representation and the whole full gothic experience of it was so, you know, it's so great to look back on. But it's funny to see, like, how cartoony that is now, considering how realistic we thought it was to see see this characters in a realistic setting but to look back on it now it just seems so crazy yeah um yeah. but that said i you know again the chris nolan universe is very difficult to um for me was was the big challenge and i have to admit yeah. i walked out of there the first time just going like wow i i'm i really enjoyed that like i i really had no other words other than like i enjoyed you know, because I don't, I'm not really invested in, over the years I've watched Patterson in the lighthouse and stuff like that really kind of win me over. Because all, all I knew was he was the kid from that thing. You know, like, he's the, guy, <laughs> he's, the, the he's the vampire kid. Yeah, I'm like, okay, yeah, well, I, I yeah. you know, I didn't really watch those things. Um, yeah. But, um, uh, you know, but he's a fantastic actor. And I think that he represents that early chapter that we're witnessing. You know, I mean, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I think that's part of the fun of, 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 of of this whole thing is is just witnessing it all in real time. Would, would this have yeah. worked if as a um, uh, Affleck? He's a little older, but he can. I know. Wouldn't. I gotta be honest. With you, I was never mad at Ben. Ben's no, he's definitely an old. He's definitely the Dark Knight, though. He's not 100%. the Vengeance, right? Yeah. I love the way they yeah. pointed out that he's. <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> so Alfred is like. Uh, you can see Alfred's just coming to terms with with what's happening here. He's like, yeah. you know, Bruce, you're uh, Batman more than you're Bruce now. Just saying, yeah. <laughs> and, and and Bruce is like, yeah. So what? You know, and then he'll 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 say, well, okay, I'm, I'm going out to this this soiree or whatever. And Alfred's like, well, you're finally going out. He goes, yeah, I'm going out to learn stuff as Batman. So, and you can see it's coming to that point where he, he can't go back. You're like there's yeah. he's Batman. I, I imagine once you start doing something, there's always that spot where you're like, wow, this is, this is freaking dangerous. I could stop doing this now. I think he's at the <laughs> point where his, you know, his brain saying, you know what? No, we're more Batman than Bruce Wayne now. His, yeah. his one family member is noticing it. Um, and his actions are, are coming out to play. Now, Todd, here's one thing that I noticed, Todd, uh, give me your opinion on this. He didn't have any projectiles, anything shooting out of his hand. He only had one sure. big battering. That to me seemed a little odd. I thought that, the Batman would have had some projectiles right off the beginning. What do you think of that? I think, I think, I think that Matt was pretty smart in creating, giving him some, somewhere to go. You know what I mean? Like, as opposed to, like I said, he's crashing through the skylight and he's, right. you know, all that stuff, you know, it's like, I mean, even like seeing the kind of flying squirrel suit or whatever the hell he pulled off was yeah. almost kind of like, you know, it was the most cartoony moment in the film and it didn't take me out of it, but I thought like, oh, okay, I guess you got to kind of, you got to kind of push these buttons for the audience to kind of go, oh, cool. Because the car was bitching. Like I was like, I remember seeing the, I remember yeah. seeing the trailer and going like, what? so what? He took an old charger and just kind of, you know, whatever it was. And, and then you kind of go like, but yeah, he, like you say, like Alfred, this is very early days. Like it's almost like an experiment where it's kind of yeah. like, and I kind of equate it, and I, I've said this before when I, you know, uh, about his character is like, it's as if as a musician, I kind of look at it like this. It's as if he was Bruce Wayne and he picked up a guitar and realized, oh, I can't, you know, because the way we as musicians, as kids, and I'm sure you as an artist or whatever, you pick up that thing and it just opens up a whole side of yourself. And I think that in a lot of ways, to me, I've always thought Bruce, you know, he had his own reasons for doing what he does, but he really found his purpose. You know, he found what, he was meant to do. And I think that kind of changed everything and it's nuts and it's, you know, insane. And, and people who care about him, like, like Alfred would be like uh, this, you, you, you shouldn't be doing this. This is, this is madness. But I mean, you know, and he sort of like, he leaned into it and this is who he is now. And I, you know, eventually they all kind of, cause these are the kind of conversations that me and my friends would be having at like 11 years old. Like, you know, you know, and, and, and but when you see it on film, you go, I'm glad somebody else has been thinking about this. Yeah, that, you know, right. it's like, you know, that, that, because these are films about these characters that are meant to be, you know, it, there's a certain degree of like, is it believable? You know, is it is it meant to be set in the real world? And uh, clearly, it's it's ridiculous in it, in its own way. But 
you like I said, he walked into the room dressed in in a weird bat armor. I'd be terrified of that guy too. Who the hell is this guy? <laughs> like, yeah, right. Know, yeah. Check this clip out. We got from. Well, I think this is when he gets intro. Check this out. All these years, you lied to me, Alfred. We all have our scars, Bruce. He's still away. He's involved in this. No, he's not involved. How do you know? He's a vigilante. Who are you under there? What are you hiding? Selena, I'll throw your life away. Don't worry, honey. I got nine of them. It can be cruel, poetic, or blind. But when it's denied, it's your violence you may find. Justice. The answer's justice. So pretty, yeah. I mean, it's it's such a good highlight. I, I like the Madison Square Garden bit at the end for me personally. I thought that was rad. That was nuts. Um, yeah. You know, actually, the story uh, itself, like that whole like the almost Chinatown type story to it, was actually very very smart. I thought, like, huh, there you go. It's not just. I mean, obviously, it's you know the, the Riddler has you know it, it done all these things, and it leads to this sort of thing. It's didn't in they classic learn form. from the Bane experiment though? What did he say? It's like, oh, I, 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 I'm one of those people that I love Tom Hardy in that. I don't know why that that character just scratched me where I itch. But... <laughs> you may die now. Yeah, exactly. What's <laughs> a lovely, lovely voice? He's always like, just the best. I'm like, I, I mean, and, and and as hardcore fans, you know. You always have these things of like, well, technically he's supposed to be Mexican. You know, you 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 can't help but be like invested <laughs> in these stories for so long that you're kind of like, well, and that's part of the the thing of watching any of these films, and probably part of the charm of part of the watching anything that is a film made from a book or any source material where you're like, because they make changes and and you kind of like, if they lose you, they lose you. You know what I mean? Like you know, kind of like, and and we've all seen movies that were books and we go like, nah. But, you know, if they do it right, Lord of the Rings or whatever books you, you're talking about, Hitchhiker's Guide, it's a million books that were like massively successful books for hun- like millions of years before they were ever made in the films. Um, so but I, I take this stuff just as seriously. Like that's kind of how much of an of a, of a invested I am into all this stuff, whether it's yeah. Moon Knight or, you know, any of that stuff. It's like mm-hmm. like we live in a day and age where there's a Moon Knight series. <laughs> it's like, yeah. it's like that. Are you watching that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. If so, what do you think? Because that that is some complex storytelling. So, really my is. wife doesn't know anything about Moon Knight, and I, I, she was asking questions like, you know what? I said, let's just watch the show. I, yeah. I, so she went in not knowing anything about Moon Knight, and she's just at the, after the first episode, she's like, she loved it. She's like, what the fuck? What 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 is going on here? <laughs> I said, well, just wait till the next episode. So, what do you think of? I like, I love it. Like, I, it's one of those titles that I thought. If it's done properly, there's some massive storytelling. What are you thinking of it, Todd? I love it. I mean, I'm, I really, I'm one of those guys. It's like, you know, I have plenty of friends who are suffering from superhero fatigue, (laughs) you know, and the whole thing. And, and people are starting to kind of like another one, you know, or any of that kind of talk. And I'm like, dude, bring it on. Yeah. I'm, I'm just sort of, um, you know, like, like, like I say, we live in a day and age where I never would have guest in a million years there'd be a, a moon knight uh oh. live action representation i uh, i think it's a very complex and very um you know it's a very like you said a very difficult story to tell but i think yeah. they're doing such I, I love oscar isaac by the way i think he's mm-hmm. like i think i first saw him in like ex machina perhaps yeah yeah I, I, I think so i remember that's thinking, where i first like, saw him yeah i remember thinking this guy is amazing and, I, and, and you I, weren't I, a fan chris in star wars of no i don't like his character i thought the poe yeah. dameron character was a wasted character i just thought that it's like not he didn't do anything he, he, there was yeah, no I, layers to his character they should have killed him off and then you would have cared for him that's a whole I, other conversation yeah. no, no problem. I, I felt the same way i, I kind of like oh oscar isaac's in this and and the, and the other dude from um ex machina the the ginger haired guy he was um in the first order or whatever he was mm-hmm. actually uh, uh that guy so General i'm like Hux. wow they, yeah, they they got some killer people in this movie, and then you're like, oh, that's that's kind of it's it's rarely the actor's fault, you know. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. Hayden no, just, Christensen, Hayden Christensen has had to pay that price for years, you know. I know, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I I just didn't like the Pope. That's a whole other thing. But then Moon yeah, Knight, but, but he's playing as an actor, job yeah. Moon Knight. I mean, he's amazing, and and you know, I have friend every once in a while somebody will say something about his his English accent. I go, actually, I'm pretty impressed. I like I I consider myself kind of a nerd for. I'm one of those guys that I was watching something. My, my wife and I we we watch. We love all the uh, crime dramas, English yeah, crime dramas specifically. Yeah. I don't know why. My wife and I go, as well. and I go, 
that girl is from from Nottingham. My wife goes, what? I go, and I, I had to look her up, I, you know, find yeah, yeah. the actress, and I go, Nottingham. I'm, I'm getting good. Like, I've been to Europe. Well, you so travel, right? Like, you, you yeah. talk to these people first. You get the slang and everything from them. Yeah, right? you start to pick up on, like, the Leeds accent, the Manchester accent, yeah. you know, like that kind of thing. And it's they're very specific. Um, I'm currently watching Steve Merchant's new show from Bristol, and it's like, well, that's a whole other thing. But um, mm. and I, and I sort of I go, I don't know. I think I think he's doing an amazing job at the Stephen character as you know with the full English accent. But it's so much more involved, and I think that it's been really interesting watching the whole thing play out. I actually think um, Ethan Hawke mm-hmm. is great. I think he's mm. do, doing a great job. Um, it, it's you know it's it's one of those stories where it's like it's so. If you if you cannot suspend your disbelief into that sort of like wait a second they're Egyptian gods you <laughs> know they'll they'll lose yeah. you immediately you know and I, I'm kind of like no of course they are but I mean we've been we've been dealing with this with the Eternals or Guardians or any of the things where we're starting to get into the Celestials and all that kind of stuff yeah oh the man. Marvel universe is so vast that way that it's it's you know if you're if you're not into it then don't bother yeah you know yeah. Did, so did you see the Eternals yeah. I did. Okay, so Couple when times, I saw actually. it, see, I I love the Eternals. The fact, the thing I like about the Eternals the most is is the creator Jack Kirby. It's pure Kirby, right? Pure Kirby. Of course, of course. Now yeah. it's funny because I watched the movie and the stuff where they kept it original, I was loving. Yeah. And then they added the new kind of today stuff in there, and it was kind of losing me a bit. And I I just I really wish they would have just focused on the history of it, the whole ancient alien side of it. You yeah. know what I mean? I just it, I felt they tried to do way too much with it, and it just. I don't know. I, I think Jack Kirby is somewhere going, oh, guys, I can't do a New York accent. Yeah, yeah. yeah if yeah. somebody can do a New York accent, oh, guys, you got it all wrong. That's what Jack would have said. Well, I think it's one of those. What is up. this pile of shit you're putting on the <laughs> film there? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I don't think yeah. I would have been that offended. But you it was just. Been a lot just, more harsh about it, yeah. It was jump. I just thought that there were some elements. If they would have just focused on those more, it would have been so much better. I just they lost me a bit, and I was pumping it on here so much. But and it's it getting to be. It's getting to be like that is such a big swing. You know, what I mean, if you if we would have had this conversation last year or two years ago before there was an Eternals movie, we'd be like, they're gonna make an Eternals movie. Damn, dude! Like that's like I was already like, like the Guardians was such a like a surprise left field kind of like that they pulled that off um but the eternals needed a similar you know just visionary to make those work and i think that that's why that's a whole other conversation versus Zack snyder or any of the other people that are like to me it's like either you kind of have a a vision that people kind of grasp onto or you don't and i think i i love the eternals for what it was but i will admit Mm -hmm. that it was you know if i had to rate it on 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 where it is on the list of all those movies it's like it's at the bottom for me yeah. and it could have just... been so it could have been so important oh, it could have explained the infinity gem it could have explained <laughs> Thanos what's that Chris you no one hyped up that movie more than you and I mean I that in a, in a respectful way I just you were like dude this is this is it this is it's because it could have answered so this many questions when I, when I talk yeah. to people who are, are getting yeah. like even mid-range Marvel enthusiasts are like well where did this come from and what what's with Thanos where do you, he's from the whole eternal universe exactly yeah. Why didn't they? The fact that they didn't even. Oh, yeah, sorry. No, it, I could go on a lot of missed, a lot of they missed just opportunities focused, there. Yeah. Yes, yeah. It, I think if yeah. they would have just focused on the history of it and not jump back and forth, we would have been good. I think that's because I, I could get away with just watching the historic part of it. You know what I mean? But that's um, part of the that's part of the thing that's going to happen when you're taking these broad of swings and you're starting to really step outside of. You know, I mean, to be honest, you know, when we really look back on it. Um, whether it was Spider-Man or Hulk, you know, when you start talking about Iron Man, you're already in the woods. You know what I mean? Like, like the average person, the fact that Iron Man was the the big fucking rock star in this thing is already nuts. Like I, from the beginning, I remember thinking like, wow, they've turned Iron Man into the rock star. Like it's kind of like where Spider-Man yeah, yeah. is question like though, kind of the Question king. about that though. Um, did I understand it turned Iron Man into the rock star? But was it Robert Downey Jr. that made it? Because they're of talking course. about Tom Cruise playing Iron Man. Yeah, the, the in, future, the in, yeah, his, in the in the, the variant DC. or whatever. Yeah, he's in, like so evil Iron Man. I, I mean, I'm fine with Tom Cruise, but I mean, a lot of people aren't. But I mean, but that's a tough. That's a tough one. That's why I think the Robert Pattinson mm-hmm. thing worked really well because you just come out of this madness of the Batman, and then you got this new kid, not new, mm-hmm. but you got this kid. What? He's the Batman? Yeah. Okay. Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man? What? Well, I was Whoa. blown away by that too because if, as it like, so if I was to go back to like 15 year old Chris who's, you know, 
I was into comics when when they're the, the era of the stories that are being told now. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it's 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 there's so many other. I would have thought Wolverine would be the the biggest hero ever. Like you know, yeah. um, and I actually I probably would have thought that Captain America would have hit heavier than Iron Man. You know what I mean? I'm like I liked Iron Man. But it was just like, okay, he was a playboy, he was Iron Man, and there was nothing wrong with it. But there was other characters that had so much more going on. Wolverine was one that I think uh, is going to come soon that is going to just yeah, – oh he's yeah. he's going to be the new big, great, big uh, – I think he's going to be the next big deal. Now, on that subject, I, I don't know if we, we must have talked about this, Todd, but who do you want to play Wolverine? Oh man! I mean, that, that, I was gonna, uh, you know, comment on the sort of stunt casting that's been going on. Yes. You know, like a Tom Cruise. I mean, obviously Robert was a Downey, just like you know, it's all Downey, really. Honestly, like yeah. that. That it, I can't imagine anybody else really being able to 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 pull off what he pulled off. And so much of it is just because he's so likable and so amazing at that character. Um, and I think that, you know, when you get into this kind of stuff, you know, in a perfect world, Hugh Jackman would play. <laughs> you know, I hate to say it, right. but, you know, and this stunt casting thing that's been happening within the within the multiverse and bringing Andrew Lincoln or Toby Maguire and getting, you know, and th- same things happening in the Flash movie with Michael Keaton coming back and all that kind of stuff where you're like, or they even did it in, in the CW, you know, Flash, uh, Flashpoint kind of crossover stuff I, where they were yeah. bringing in the Smallville people and everything. And you're kind of like, it's it's so much fun, but at the same time, that's a big swing. Like to to replace Hugh Jackman, it's going to have to be done right. And frankly, I, I wonder if it has to be done with somebody that maybe we're not as familiar with in a, an in a unknown funny way. buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, or, or at least somebody who's kind of up and coming that we kind of go, oh, that's that kid mm-hmm. from that thing. You know, what I mean, Henry Cavill would have been great. You know, if he wasn't Superman, you know, or something like that. Um, that's it's a tough one. That's a very difficult yeah, conversation because know, Hugh, Hugh is a is. He's so like, good at it, right? It's yeah. too bad he wasn't behind like the good continuity that Marvel had going on. And yeah, then, like from the beginning, of that, course, that would yeah. be amazing. I mean, within a multiverse kind of thing, yeah, it works. He can show up and be like random, yeah. like Deadpool kind of like, no way. But you know, yeah. but it, old it, man Logan, not... man, old man Logan could come on the scene, right? Totally. Um, I, yeah. See, this is I still think, and I'll say Daniel Radcliffe. I would love to see him get a get a trainer, get worked into it, and and just be a young Wolverine. I still think that would be great. But don't you find it funny? Because when we were kids, I remember like my friends all sort of like dream casting. Harvey Keitel was our big, our big go-to. At, oh like, yeah, in the 90s. right. Because he's supposed to be stocky and and kind of small. He's really. got to be shorter, dude. That's the yeah. The Hugh Jackman, like you know, you know, as a nerd going to those films, it was kind of like okay, suspend my disbelief. Let's see what you know. And you fall in love with the guy because he's yeah. he's amazing. But. Um, yeah, it's it's very difficult to uh, it's very difficult to imagine anybody else in that role. It's just simply because I don't know, like he's I don't know why we're so I, I think because it's all these reboots happening. You know, as far as like we can. How watch many people Pat- have played Batman? There's only been exactly. one Wolverine, right? We can watch Pattinson take over Batman because he's in a whole new thing. It's not like we're suddenly seeing now seeing. I, I don't know, like. I know that the continuity is all different, so it, you have to kind of forgive that. But I'm sure they'll, I'm sure they'll find the right guy. I'm sure they'll find somebody cool, and, and away we go. It's an exciting one. Everybody's waiting to see that. Oh, that and the Fantastic Four is, is yeah. you know, about waiting this? for that to be finally done right. Yeah, but go ahead. How about yeah. this one? Well, how about this one for excitement? Oh, I'm so stoked for this. Some Vader action. Oh God. Yeah. yeah this is. I mean, I I am so thrilled that. Um, I mean, you and I can't imagine this without him. No, um, he's funny. awesome, dude. But he is Obi Wan Kenobi now. You know, he and is. I think that. I mean, it's the funny thing we've all our whole life talked about. Like, so what happened between you know for all those years yeah. in between? Like when he right. drops off Luke Skywalker to Uncle Ben and, or I mean, uh, Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru, and then like then what? What happens then? And he's like, and then he goes off into the desert, hiding under the suspicious. Uh, I'll change my name from Obi Wan Kenobi to Ben Kenobi. <laughs> no one will ever right. find me then. Yeah. But uh, but I, I'm really excited, and the fact that Hayden Christensen is involved, I think that's such a you know it's so funny to have been like you know relatively not that thrilled with those films back in the day, mm-hmm. but maintaining the continuity of that whole thing, I'm very excited to see what they do with it. Yeah, yeah. And Hayden Christensen, have you ever met him? Never. He's no, one okay. of ours though. <laughs> yeah, well, he, he bought a he's Ontario. He, he bought a farm right by where he used to live in Port Perry. I don't know if I mentioned this to you before. No way. And my students, I had a couple students come in, like, I 
I saw Darth Vader at the feed store in Uxbridge. He's like, what do you mean you saw Darth Vader? I says, well, Hayden You're Christensen like, is like. You saw some guy dressed as Darth Vader? Or, yeah, you know, know what I mean? That's, yeah, yeah. Somebody's doing That's just really a Monday right? in Uxbridge. Yeah. Yeah. He, owns a farm, he owns a farm in Uxbridge, and he would go to the feed store all the time and pick up his stuff. And even the dad was like, yeah, he was a really nice guy, Chris. You know, I was like, well, very cool. So, so he was so like cool. 20 minutes away from me in Port Perry, which was rad. But I, I was just because I, I, I felt really bad for him because he got, he got crapped on because of the earlier movies. And I'm really looking forward to seeing him as well. Todd, I was mentioning to Brent before that I think Darth Vader is the most untapped character in the Star Wars franchise. And there's so much we could learn about him during his first you know, days of being taken into being Darth Vader because him and the Emperor didn't get along, right? The Emperor was like treating him like crap. So I was saying to Brent that he is probably the most untapped character in the Star Wars universe and hopefully we're going to see the beginning of it. I will admit you know, there's no matter what and, and this is just me being fearful because you you're, you worry about you know Marvel going too far or like when they when they hit that misstep, and I'm starting to kind of get nervous about like you know because Man- Mandalorian was so great and and Boba Fett is awesome, and then and then you're you know when they announced like a million different titles, all of a sudden you're like whoa whoa whoa, <laughs> it's kind of like you know just because you got one you know great series happening. I think we have to kind of, I'm just hoping there's as much focus and love being put into these things that Favreau, you know, you know, if they've got someone like Favreau, I'm assuming Favreau's involved, but um, I just get a little nervous, but I I do know that, um, like, you're absolutely correct. The Darth Vader character is unmined territory. It's all gold. And I think that I, I do get nervous that, you know, okay, well, let's just do it right. You know, that's just me mm. being like suspicious, kind of like, okay, well, I'm very excited to see how this goes because uh, it's one of those questions I've always had. Even since I was a child, I remember thinking like, you know, I, the images in my mind of, of him sh- showing up, making that sand people noise and the sand people guys or whatever that, mo- they, they all run away and you're and this creature comes out of the desert in his robe, you can't see his face and then it's like, Obi-Wan Kenobi, you know, Alec Guinness. And you're like, so, and now, now we're about to be told this is what he's been doing all these years. Yeah. And you're like, mm-hmm. wow. Especially the person, we, who is this guy? Where's he been? And yeah. what did he do? <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's always funny when the, in the retelling of it now, because all that stuff where he goes like, oh, that's a name I haven't heard from, you know, because now in our, our perception of what we know yeah. was happening, we didn't know it was happening at the time. We just know that, Ben Kenobi is some guy and he knew his father at one time. And now it's all kind of like, well, you, you cut his father down with a lightsaber. <laughs> you know, it's like, but, you know, I don't know if that, that was really like meant to be. I don't think George ever foresaw it being as far reaching it as it is. How could he? You know, no. We're going to learn real quick that it, he turns out he was not a roulette dealer and Tatooine <laughs> just killing time in the cantina. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's going to. It's just sipping drinks at the cantina, chatting up chicks. Yeah, like no, that's Todd. You just did the tour, uh, supporting this record here. Yeah, buddy. And what a record it is. That's some rock and roll. Touching on that a little bit, which was rad. Um, you brought something to the table before we got on the air, uh, which was awesome. But um, yeah, you guys just did this show with our our brother Fitz. Yes, there he is. uh, There's part of him. Yes, (laughs) part of him. There's part of him. Uh, I think he's there in the background. There There, he is. is. Uh, and all the rest of it. And uh, you got this going on with Tuke. And those fine gentlemen. Super, yes. super busy. But anyways, you guys just finished this up um, to support this record. And uh, how was it, man? How was it being back out there? It was great. Honestly, I think that, you know, a big part of it is just being able to be back. Playing in front of people is a massive, you know, a massive, like, just the audience was so gung-ho. And people kept saying stuff to us like, I think this is the best you guys have ever played. And I'm kind of like, you know, and you you take it as a compliment, but you kind of feel like does that mean we were terrible before? I mean, it, it's, it's sort of a mixture of, of of how much people just are so excited to be out seeing shows again, and we're out there, you know, doing what we do. And 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 people said, you look like you guys are having so much fun. I mean, yeah, we are. We really do enjoy each other's company. Really enjoy making music together and and being out there. And it was it was really a pleasure to be able to get out there, play you know, in front of all those faces and all those people. And just, it was, it was awesome. It was, it was, it was all too brief, but it was, it was really great to be able to do it. It's been a long time since anybody's rock and rolled, man. So I imagine the vibe was good. <laughs> it, it, yeah, exactly. Like it, it was very sort of 
surreal like we'd all been kind of like doing stuff like there there had been sort of shows and whatnot happening but the actual like let's get on a bus together yes. and travel around the country and, and do that thing it was a little weird yeah. because we were in bubbles and you'd head into towns and go like i wish i could see you dude like your friend in seattle or portland yeah, or wherever, right like me could... in uh, minneapolis exactly like yeah four, we couldn't four even, blocks uh, away from you hi we guys couldn't even see uh, you it was way like, over yeah. there see ya. yeah we, we could probably see each other like this but that would probably be about it <laughs> yeah that's so funny. i mean that has sort of gone you know the way of the dodo now now we are all sort of uh you know back to uh, reality mm. but of course yeah. <laughs> now we're back to reality and i'm home you know i'm off the road <laughs> <laughs> classic way what it you, goes what are you gonna do yeah. Um, Chris is going to be starting a new series coming up here. I'll let you go, Todd, before we, we let you get out here. But Chris is going to be starting a new series within the show, but then oh, uh, on, on the weekends and all the rest of it, where he's going to deal with some of his favorite conspiracy theories and starting with it. So uh, I love before, conspiracy Before theories. we let you out of here, is there a conspiracy theory that you particularly are fond of? You're like, oh, I like this. I like yeah. this. I like this one more than anything. What's Especially your favorite, man? You're, oh you're just gosh. around the corner. What one piques your interest the most? You know what I like? There's the moon. There's the ancient aliens. There's the Kennedy thing. There's like, yeah, well, there's the COVID thing. You know, there's so there's so many. It, it, it's quite mind-boggling, actually, because I, I, I have been to – uh the, the Kennedy thing is a really good one that you bring up because we went to Dallas and uh, – Fitz and I went down, you know, and it's so weird when you're standing there, when you've seen that eight millimeter or 60 millimeter oh, mm -hmm. and you're like standing there and you just go, and it's, it's kind of heavy. Like, obviously it's very heavy yeah. and you look around and you're like, this has never been solved. Like you're kind of like, well, it's probably been solved. We just don't know what the hell's going on. And then we go up in the book depository, which is now a museum, right? Yeah. And, and the, every floor is like a whole thing. And there's like, you know, you're, you're, you're experiencing this whole thing. And then you get up there and you see a, cordoned off uh like a plexiglass type area where they have set up like what it would have looked like what? which is kind of more like a story it's mm. really creepy did you, is this up, a tour or did you it is, it is okay yeah, okay you have, you have to check it out it's yeah. like it's like there's a there's a and they have it sort of set up like like a like it seemed like that top area was more like a stock room perhaps and there's a rifle leaning against the window like you're just kind of like and it's just sort of like this is where he was and then you kind of look out and you go like I guess, I guess this could happen. But the really crazy part is this, dude. Like, so I spent my whole day, because that's a whole thing, you know. Yeah. And then I went home and I was like, I go, I immediately go on Netflix, JFK, boom. Yes. Kevin Costner. So I sat there in my hotel room. Yes. And and it was just so heavy. Like the whole experience wow. was so heavy that someone texted and said, Hey, dude, they're playing this um the Lemmy documentary down in, in this in this theater in town, and I go, yeah. oh, thank you. Let's go immediately because I'm yeah. so like mm -hmm. just weighed information, down. Just, information, information, yeah, <laughs> and it's dark and it's heavy, and 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 wow. you watch the film where it's kind of like, dude, what the hell happened here? Yeah. And so, then here's the crazy thing: I walk yeah. into the theater. It's a cool old theater. I love it. I wish I could remember the name of it. Walk in, and we're looking for somewhere to sit. And on one of the seats, there's a plaque that says, "This is the seat." where uh i guess lee harvey oswald mm. he had run into the movie theater at, oh, yes well, yes and he was arrested in the, in yep. this theater and i go what? i cannot get away from this goddamn thing <laughs> that's <laughs> hilarious man so you were weird. meant to solve the case <laughs> so a heavy vibe though huh? you, you caught it you caught a heavy vibe off of being there Oh, it very much. And now every time, and there's been a few times where we've gone back and Frank had not been there before. So yeah. one time we were in Dallas and, you know, playing a gig and I just literally, um, you know, I pulled up my phone and just, hey, it's only like a 20 minute walk. You want to go there? And he goes, yeah, I've never been there. So we walk over there. Same thing. We didn't do the depository of the museum that they have now, but it was like, it's just, it's just heavy. You know what I mean? Cause it's a, it's, it's, it's a gnarly day and oh, dude, not just, not just a, a politician being killed, but a whole dream of a, a you know movement. an alternate an alternate universe that yeah. didn't get to happen you know Man. so it's it's pretty heavy yeah. it was it was very heavy but i that's not uh, when it comes to conspiracy i'm, I'm such a like uh, i i love the inner i'm always entertained by flat earth stuff i'm like i follow quite a few uh flat earth friends that are kind of like and i'm always just you know i i just can't imagine being this invested in like anything i don't feel like it's like this is what this is the hill you want to die on like yeah, yeah i just feel like first of all who cares in a funny way but mm -hmm. it's, you know it's just kind of like as bill burr puts it we you know i we, you know my whole life 
you know, the world was round and all of a sudden, like in the last few years now, this is a conversation, but I'm entertained by it. Nonetheless, I love hearing about it. Like, please, please tell me more of this, you know, yeah. kind of like. And he he loves a good conspiracy theory, too, right? That guy. Oh, Bill, of course. Yeah. He does. He does. I saw, yeah. a, 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 I think it was probably on TikTok I saw, but. He was so uh, loving the whole COVID thing and the conspiracy series about. It. He was on talk shows. Oh, here I want some more, man. What do we got? This is great. I know, I know, and I find all that kind of so crazy too because it's like you know, I mean, it's a funny thing being in North America or whatever because we feel so like it's a sense of narcissism that everything that's happening is is, is just to us. You know, we're all yeah. and you go, but I don't think that it, you know how involved it would be to organize the entire planet to go along with this entire yeah. thing. I'm like. Whatever, I'm I, I'm open to it though. I got please. Oh, just give it ten minutes more. after this show airs, Todd. We'll get we'll get all the theories that we need <laughs> yeah. to go. This is I can't wait. I'm, I'm so know. excited because I want to talk to. I want to get some some people that are really diving into this stuff. I'm, sure I'm so looking for it. Yeah, Todd, why don't you show us that ghetto blaster before we? Yeah. Oh yeah, right. I just put it down. And that Stan like, Lee dude. That Stan Lee was nice. Yeah, I know. I went in. I went into. Uh, oh, there, there's a great me. place here in town called Brad's Toys. Um, there you go. And, and they, they they are like an epic store, but when I mean, you walk in and you see Amigo, Amigo of yes. I have a million Amigos over there, but oh, of dude, Stan Lee, you're like, and he's even got like the kind of like heavy metal like Spider Man hands. I don't know I, you can see. Uh, he's got the going on there. <laughs> whenever yeah. he poses for a picture, hey, look, yeah. You know, everybody's yeah. I think that's what we're doing in the picture I have with him is the Spider. Yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah. And then and then we we did the run of. Uh, uh, Gibson Records, Gibson Guitars was our record company on the on the new Slash record, and they were so inventive on on the different things they would they would use to promote the record that they came up with this this boombox. You can see the oh, SMKC four on there, so and, cool. and I, now I feel like John, uh, what's his name in uh, John Cusack. John yeah, Cusack in uh, Say Anything. Say, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's 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 amazing because because we put out you know it came out on this. So it kind of only That's made sense cool. that we should have the uh, we should have the album uh, playable. But it's been really entertaining for me because I haven't had a cassette player in a million years. And I was telling you guys, I yeah, came what did across, you find? I came across old Age of Electric demos and stuff oh. like that, and and demos and and I assume just mixes. Like here's something, MCA Records was at some point involved. In. This is all. Um, hey, Brian Heatherman. The latest plague, exactly. Wow, MCA Records. dude! I'm like, I'm like that. I'm confused as to why. I don't. We were never really signed to MCA, but they might have might have been using that as some Universal. sort of. Uh, yeah. When was shopping. the last time you? When was the last time you heard what is on those tapes? Well, it'd be. It's got to be twenty years or something like that. Wow! In, about, in, about, in about seven minutes, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. Well, the funny thing is, I've literally. Uh, I've come across things uh, on on CD or 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 cassette. Pressed play, sat there listening as if I'd never heard the song before in my life, and realizing part way through, going, "Hey, that's my voice." You know, <laughs> you know, we actually put like effort into this. We 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 spent time putting it together. We went down to a studio, loaded gear in, pressed record, and recorded this entire thing. And I don't remember any of this. It's wow. like, as if I'm hearing a, a song for the first time in my life. It's that's it's awesome. Very strange. But that what, what does that feel you. like? What's that like? <laughs> it's surreal. It feels I like bet. it kind of feels like like you're Mark Spector or something. <laughs> Moon Knight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I love it. That's a great song. analogy. Todd talks yeah. all about it next week on the Brenton on Tour podcast <laughs> about touring sober and why. <laughs> and the things yeah, exactly. You forget, yeah. The things you forget. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Awesome. I may not have been sober at the time. Maybe that's part of it. <laughs> not remembering. Capricious yet. youth, my friend. Yeah, capricious all the way. Todd, man, I appreciate the time, dude. So so awesome to my see pleasure. you come my back. I uh, hope you're excited. Uh, we'll let you get out of here. I hope you're as excited about us about this coming up. <laughs> We know you're going to be excited about. We know you were excited about so that. Stoked. Yeah, uh, you're stoked about this. So when Obi-Wan. all this stuff fires back up again, man, uh, we'd love to have you back. Oh, dude, just I'm, I'm in. Time. Count Let me us in. know whenever you're available. Whenever you're not I'm, out rocking the free world, my friend. You just I'm generally it. always available for you guys. Oh, I love to hear that. Thanks. Check buddy. your your mailbox soon because I'm pretty sure guy? one of these is on the way here. So yeah, look at there's my new issue, buddy. We'll oh, send you killer, a, yeah. man! I'm so excited for everything you're doing. I love it all. It's amazing. Well, we got to get them out to you and get you caught up on that. It's uh, we're please, moving and shaking. Please, Thanks, all right, buddy. dudes. Big Enjoy love, night, brother. Take care out there. You too. Bye bye. See you, Todd. Hey, what a gentleman that guy is. He's awesome. He's a gentleman, he's done two podcasts today with with this asshole. <laughs> so that's a lot dude. of patience on that guy. So thanks, Todd. You know, we you know it's funny you. with a little bit of you the know. beard going on there, man. If he had blonde hair, I think he would have looked like Shawn Michaels. <laughs> 
seriously. I, I was because I it was funny because it just hit me when he left. I was like, he's reminding me it's because I've never seen him with the 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 beard stubble right. going on. And I was like, so we're gonna have to get a picture of him from the podcast and put Shawn Michaels beside. We were talking I, about it. Yeah, earlier. it hit me funny. just when it was Shawn Michaels. So you had a great weekend, man. You sent me I some did, stuff buddy. here to post up on here. So you did this. You did the uh, the SPT or the workshop today, but you did the Kingston Common Con, which happened April 24th. And uh, man, I'll, I'll just start showing some pics. That's you and Lenny. Yeah. There's, uh, yeah. We're the owners. Were, That's my wife and I. And we're in the yeah. Marvel section there with David Day. There you are. And then, uh, yeah, there you are. Right There's there. me with David. So Day. What a what, great guy. What's, what's a Marvel, define a Marvel section. What does a Marvel section mean? Well, that's where for artists who have worked on Marvel comics or DC right. comics, that's where we go. There's only two of us. Yeah, there you go. And the show, and that's where we went was right there, man. Yeah, you know what I mean? Um, and there's my comic with an, a little dude there, little Spider-Man. His mom bought the comic book, so I got a picture with him. And uh, there's more. There's me and David Day again. And I, yeah. the guys, I, I, so, if you, okay, there's... Uh, a girl dressed up like Moon Knight about the comic book. So lots of cool cosplay. Now, this was interesting. Now, this person did not talk to anybody. They had a little box in their hand. And when anybody, somebody would talk to them, they would press the button and would go, what are you doing? And then they, and they would look at you and it's like, so they like totally, they totally bought into their character. It was went great. Like the they in. didn't talk. This person didn't talk to anybody. Like yeah. they hit this button and went, wait, 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 but they would come up to people and try and talk to them. This person, would. Yeah. it was, they, they, they bought in, man. It was great. So yeah. So David Day there, yeah. Um, we, we're, we're, he was he was beside me there, and of course uh, he comes in with the kiss shirt on. I'm like, all right, we're gonna get along just fine. So this is gonna escalate to another kiss conversation because that's what we did. Um, and it was funny too because this was my first Comic Con being uh, beans get out. This was my first Comic Con being uh, in Artist Alley, being an artist there, right? And you get some people that come up to you that you know. <laughs> there, there was one gentleman there that I think he pooped his pants. And uh, he, he came no. up, he was lingering at our table. Yeah. Um, and David was like, Hey man, blah, 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 blah. And got, uh, you know, got my attention and dude, dude kind of walked away and he was like, and I was like, thank you. And he goes, yeah, man, don't worry, man, it happens. So, but he's, he's, he's been doing it for a long time. He's, yeah. he's, you know, a little older than me and his whole family has been doing Marvel work, you know, um, Danny day also is another great big Marvel artist who I've, I have some of his work in the other room there. I should do have brought it have, up. I was going to say, do you have the work that this guy's done? Oh yeah. Party? I just, as I, I yeah. just got home from a workshop, yeah, I didn't yeah. have time to really show any, any of his work, but it's behind him there on the wall. You can see in the picture, yeah, very all cool. his covers and work he's done and he's done some magic cards and stuff, which is great. But, but it just is aside from all that, just being my first, uh, comic con and hanging out with, you know, Marvel artists and not just hanging out with, with the Marvel artists of the, the show, getting along with him, like amazingly, mm-hmm. we just started talking about kiss. It was like, boom, kiss, 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 kiss my logo for, as we discussed earlier yeah. for my comic company, we have the kiss logo Straight from the kiss here. army, mm-hmm. man. He's just, just, you know, we're, we're making jokes to other people beside each other. And we're kind of, he's, he's getting them and I'm getting them and they're old jokes. You know what I mean? You know, $2, you know, from the old movies and stuff like that. So anyway, I was walking around and I saw this kiss DVD game and I come back to David and I was like, Hey man, I just saw this kiss DVD game for 20 bucks. Let's see if anybody, and I look up and there's a guy walking with it. He's got and it. We're like, Oh my God, buddy, come here, come here. And he's like, Oh, what, what, what? But it was like, You're, you bought that. You bought the kiss. Tea. Well, yes. You know, and he, he was a, fa- he, he was a little defensive first. Then once we settled in, he was like, yeah, you know, look at this it was 20 bucks. So we, David day and I just bonded over kiss. And, and be, right before the podcast, I just got home from a workshop and I just saw him on Facebook there, hit him up and said, Hey man. And just, he's sending me pictures that he's done. We're going to go out for a beer next week. You yeah, know, like right. just, um, that's but, great because you know, like I, I, you've got a lot of people in your life and you, you teach a lot of people things and, and people come and go and all the rest of it. Um, but I always think it's, it's like, you could be choose to be alone there in Kingston, do your thing, teach the the kids and have your market and all the rest of it. But it's so good to always have somebody that has something exactly the same in common with you in the area that you get along yeah. with. Because now you can bounce ideas and something's going to come out. There's no way that something's not going to come out of it. Well, he already hooked me up you with know? Uh, Tops Creating tops trading cards uh magic yeah. series so i'm gonna I, i'm gonna send them a couple uh let him know he said to drop his anyway he, no, yeah a, exactly it, he hooked but, me up but, with, with something there which is really i cool. think it's amazing because you know you've got you know we've got our buddy mark there and and, and we the history in that town with zig and so yeah. kingston holds a very very great part of us there which is great and it's always fun to go 
but now you know you've done your first comic con mm-hmm. and now there's somebody in your town it's not like he lives in london or he lives in belleville or he no, lives two when, hours away he's he's, he's there with you 15 minutes up the way there yeah. yeah so now you've got somebody that's like not just a music somebody that's you know i could move there and we'd have music in common or whatever mm-hmm. mark say so got music in common but now you got somebody in town that know, knows exactly how you speak when it comes to this world yeah which yeah. I'm not saying you've been missing, but it's definitely no, but it has, because as I mentioned, like he was sitting beside me at the table and I was like yeah. dropping jokes, Easter egg jokes to people I was talking to. And yeah, he was yeah. getting them. He's like elbowing me and stuff like, yeah, he's like Ziggs, yeah. mix, Ziggs mixtape when yeah, you drop like, a song on, on a DJ where you're like, yeah. man, look what he's doing. So I'm, that's, I'm stoked for you, man. It, right? Yeah. yeah awesome. I'm so it was good. So the Comic-Con was amazing. We made, we made good money. Yeah. We, made, we did well. Uh, issue one is long gone. Uh, and Dent showed up with his kids. Oh, there you go. Rad, yeah, Dent. So there you Dent, go, buddy. Yeah, Dent showed up with his kids and uh, they bought a couple things. Yeah. Um, I think they bought issue two and three, if I remember correctly. Yeah. And uh, there's the. And there's Moon Knight Girl. <laughs> that I love kid when the kids awesome. get dressed up and everything it's really rad so his, yeah. uh we're gonna get this the, so you can see behind him there's the like x-men yeah. amazing spider-man yeah. uh, i think there's a moon knight right behind him there and he was uh he does and he does the tops magic cards now and of course as soon as he sat down beside me and took his coat off and had the kisser i was like there we go <laughs> it was just like yep and you can see lonnie's wearing the uh, machete comics kiss shirt there yeah so think about the next Kingston panel we can have between him and Jeff. And, and oh, he's know, ready to go. He'll, he's you know, ready to go on the great. show. Any, anytime I, I could do a segment with him or we could. Yeah, yeah we should, we'll have to. Our Kingston shows are slowly going to get stronger and stronger, right? Yeah, we could. Like we're going to have more and more people on there. But I think Jeff's out on tour right now. I don't know. But uh, Jeff would be a good guy to get on here. And uh, David Day would be a great guy to get on here. And uh, lots of comic book stuff, man. Um, so you blasted through. Number three is out, which is rad. Um, number four, and, and number four, and number we're, we're putting the uh, the text in, which is awesome. Yeah, so, so number four should be ready. Flow, flow, flow. It's, it's coming back. We're getting in there now, right? Like the thing is, is that um, we had to do a lot of commissions just to pay bills yeah. and and a lot of things like that. So now that we're back and I'm actually doing workshops yeah. and I'm actually selling, like you know, we we sold a lot. I, I, we sold over a hundred comics yesterday, probably, dude. Yeah. Dude, that's a lot of comics. That's a if, lot of comics. Uh, probably, no, we probably sold uh, uh, up to 100, 90 to 100 comics. Well, and considering how, you know, it, it's it it's probably a, like, was it a, a giant show or was it a medium-sized no, show? No, it was a smaller show. show. It was a right, smaller, it's a smaller show. show. So you're, you're there. It wasn't so, like the Ottawa Comic Con or the, sure. the uh, but, but, you know, it costs like 1500 bucks to do the- The, uh, the big ones. Like, yeah, dude, yeah. I, like me- I don't have that much money network, but if you'd like to send yeah. me. <laughs> hello. Yes, hello, Diener and everybody. If, if the network would like to send me, I would definitely get some good footage for you. And rock and roll. As I say, yeah. like the people there, dude, like, I, I swear somebody pooped their pants. I, just, <laughs> not that that's a good thing, but it's all walks of life. I also talked yeah. talk to some very young adults who were so friggin' smart, dude. Yeah. Like, you know, again, I like to talk about the conspiracy theories and, and my comic book is kind of, it can be smart. Some of the some of the layers in the subjects are are kind of smart and they relate to some ancient alien things, some pyramid things. And I was talking to some young adults that were picking up on the whole thing, and they were yeah, there for the can... day. They're hanging yeah. out, for, and they'd come back around, and say, hey, yeah, yeah, and they chat some more with us. You know, like it was, it's a great community. And and not to hack on the music community because you know I love my music community, but when I was in there, I didn't find that camaraderie. I always found that there's. I don't know. Somebody's talking crap around your back. It was so competitive and it shouldn't have been. I don't know if it's, if it's just the level I was at. Okay. okay. So you're as a, when you sell indie comics, Mm -hmm. you do a favor for every indie comic creator. Right. But how come they, it wasn't the same if you sell an indie song? Because it was yeah, it, but, uh, it was but bands are bands are like you play with bands. Uh, it's uh, okay. I'm sure if you're sitting next to an indie comic creator, let's take David out of the equation. Let's say it's Larry Smith. Well, they were there. Cre- they were on the other side. Who's created Deadla Deadlatron? Yeah. <laughs> he's right? created Deadlatron, and you're like, oh. And then you know he's got a giant lineup, and you don't. And you're like, but my comic's better than him. But then, but. He's looking over at you, probably looking to make sure that you're getting sales and might be pushing you over to there. Comic book artists, I would wager, when you're in the club and you draw and you create your own thing, you're kind of like looking at each other like, ah. But not every drummer or band likes each other or, or bands go, bands go, well, we're better than that band. 
Why, yeah, why, just, that, we, don't, you know, our, we don't do that. Yeah. See, here's the thing too. We're talking like like David was like, "Wow, you know, you, ha- you I like your style. You have a different style." You know what I mean? Like it wasn't like examining my artwork, but it was like, "Oh, you have a different style. I like your style." For, whereas in a band thing, it's like, "You know what? Yeah, you got yeah, you guys sound too much like this. Or you got you guys yeah. suck cuz you don't do this." It's, yeah. It's totally what it is. And so it's it's very interesting to to kind of see that. And I think you're you're going to have a good community there as you as you discussed. Thanks, like, buddy. Yeah, I, I where you're going to where you're going to have that. So I'm really enjoying it. Like I say if I can get some funds together to do some of the bigger cons coming up then uh, I think we're really going to hit the markets, man. Like I said, I, I got a guy that wants to do a video game for me. Um he's he's going out of a school out of Toronto actually. But I got the email from him today. So um it looks like he's he wants to do a video game for his final assignment. And uh, he bought the comic books. He loves the comic books. He bought into the character. He digs the character. So I'm going to have a beer with him and we'll see. So there we might have go. a video game on the way. The animation thing, man, we've already got the animation started. I I got to get a voiceover and I want to talk to Todd about that again. I just need him to say a couple things. And if I could get his permission to get his voice on there, man, as as Todd Kirby, I think that'd be perfect. But we all know that I want Todd on there as, as a voice. I think that'd be great for him to be the main character. Um, I think that'd be awesome. And then I want, uh, and then again, I'd love to get uh, uh, Mr. D from the Salads to do something on there as well. I, I got my musicians in my mind who I, I can totally pick their voices for things. Sure. Um, but yeah, the animation's coming. The video game, I guess, is going to be coming on the way. Uh, you know, we're working it, man. We're working it. And it was very uplifting to do the Comic-Con and talk to all these amazing people. And you see the people that were dressed up, man. They, they buy into it. It's great. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. I think it's rad. It's a it's a good it's a great community, and for somebody like yourself, that's you know coming out with with this rad stuff, and it's and it's it's your own. It's it's a dream of yours. Um, it, it everyone has their dream of of being in a band and then creating music, and it's great. And then you write you write song and you play a song and you get it out. But um, that song goes away. You have it forever. I still listen to Machete stuff. I still listen to the, some of the demo stuff that we have because I like mm-hmm. I kind of revisit. But that's really just for us. We we went copper. This has the potential to go. Well, this, this is my legacy, potential. as I said. This is your legacy. This is Shady what it is. Comics so. is my legacy. And finding somebody like-minded in your neighborhood, uh, especially, which is totally rad, I think is uh, going to be very beneficial to you. And uh, well, it's funny because let's get him on me. the show. You know, let's get. Yeah, him well, on, it's you know. funny because I said after David said me, he goes, "Do you work at uh, Nexus Comics?" I was like, "No, man, I don't know. I, I don't work." And he's like, "Oh, he's blah blah blah." He goes, "But I see you there, right?" He goes, "Oh yeah." I'm like, "Yeah, I go down there and I." And, and yeah. I, I pick up comics all the time. It's okay. Well, I've seen you there. I did. Okay. Yeah. Cool, man. Right. And I was like, yeah. Awesome. What's funny too is like, no, I don't work, man. I draw comics. And again, he's like, ah, yeah. Cause hey, and, 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 and somebody was uh, complimenting on my inking work. Right. And I said, well, I'm not a tracer. I'm not a tracer. <laughs> I was like, yeah, anyone, buddy, who yeah. Unders- like, anyone who understands. He was just getting everything I was throwing down. He I'm sure he'll understand. Conversations that. Pardon? I'm sure he'll understand where we got the title from this podcast from. Oh, definitely, dude. He will. Yeah, he will. Yeah. And plus, and him getting me out of conversations, he could tell that it was yeah. kind of like, oh, I'd love to get out of this one for you know, <laughs> after like 10 minutes has gone by. And I'm not being a jerk. It's just like, you know. Enough's enough. Yeah, sometimes enough's enough. I don't Are, know how people do I don't know how 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 celebs do it when it's yeah. just like because you see it more in that. Like everyone oh, yeah, fanboys yeah. out. Yeah. Like, you know, it, it's a it's a funny double-edged sword because you like not you, but like you go into something sort of like the rock star life and this and that. But you know, most of the bands that I know <laughs> don't want to be anywhere near anybody. No, and so, I, like, I, when I was in a band, I didn't either. You, you might want to, you know, it's it's great to meet the fans and all the rest of it. And for every like great fan that's like, hey man, great show, really cool, and all the rest of it, there's eight, or, or there's there's two other like, hey, so what hotel you at? Hey, so where are you going? Let's talk about this. And and it's really like, you know, out here for hours on end. And, and it's like the last thing you want to do is add more people to your life. So, yeah, it's it's a tough one, man. Uh, yeah, I, uh, it's a tough one. And, and meeting people at a Comic-Con, you want to create your fan base. Mm-hmm. But then you got guys that are all the way in or girls that are all the way in that are like, so uh, what kind of soup do you like to eat? Yeah, well, it uh, just it sometimes so, uh, too you'll get you know? an, uh, you'll get a, a guy who draws and and he's going on and on and on about his character, and I'm fine I'm fine with hearing about a person's character, but when they start going on about like you know well yeah man you know I drew like one page in six days so that's pretty good and I'm just like you get to the point where you're like okay buddy that's great but you've talked about it for ten minutes 
Yeah. I have a comic in front of me. You haven't bought one yet. <laughs> so, so far, I've listened to you talk. Buy this one. Well, yeah. it's, it's like I, so far, I've listened to you for 10 minutes talk about, you know, how you're drawing this one panel and it took you six days. I might you might learn something from asking me a question or looking at my art. You know, that's mm-hmm. just that kind of thing. There's more learned from asking than yeah, right. Like, you know, instead of telling. Instead of telling, but you know, I love, and, and, and the other thing that I wanted to point out is the second name on there is, is another reason why it gets done because Lonnie, my wife, I Absolutely. trust her there. She's, I trust her and, um, she does good work. I can not to sound like a dick, but I can proof everything she does before it goes out. Um, she knows how I work. So she knows how to edit my work and we work yeah. together really well. Yeah, I, I, my favorite pieces of work that I've done are my covers that I've done with my wife. Yeah, just the coloring, coloring on this stuff, right? They're now. all really great. And the place, and, and all, and she, you. you know, and on the flip side, you just know, Lonnie logo. did all my, she's done all my logos, and yeah. she's done, like all say, they, she's super, super great. So. so I couldn't be working with anyone that I trust more, anybody in my mm. opinion more talented that gets what I do, you know, as as a colorist and as as placements is doing dialogue. So so yeah. that that helps me out a lot. I don't have to pay somebody who I don't know. I don't have to yeah. train somebody. You know, she gets me. She she's been putting up with my shit for like a long time. Yes, she has. Yeah, you, know, I, I, you were waiting for me to say how long, weren't you? <laughs> no, I know. Numbers. I know how long. Numbers. Don't know. All right, we're gonna uh, we're gonna jet. Thanks to Todd. Have some dinner. We we still got some stuff to do for our Bucketheads friends. Oh yes, we don't get okay, cool. Our, okay, we'll do so that. So our friends from Bucketheads okay. that did the thing, we're gonna do some background stuff for them. But thanks to Todd for coming on. Uh, yeah, you know, Todd. And, uh, and and congrats to him and the Slash Camp and and Brenton and Frank and everybody for for getting back out there and touring and uh, just making the time for us to come on our show to talk about all the things. Mm-hmm. So that is the kids on the escalator podcast yeah. for another week. Now, Chris is going to return Chris next week is going to give you guys a little preview. Um, uh, we're going to start where he's going to start a new little thing about conspiracy theories that eventually we hope to turn into a show for him. So Next week, you're going to get all the goods on that next if Monday. You're into conspiracy theories, keep checking yeah. in. I got some great, yeah. fun stuff. We're going to talk to some really crazy people. We're going to talk to some really smart people. We're going to talk to some really inventive people. But yeah. for the most part, we're going to learn some cool stuff, my friends. And I'm going to make you say, what the F? Good times. Rad dudes. Thanks, everybody. Enjoy your night. Party on. Be excellent. It is your favorite girl. That's right. It's the Ali Mars, the one and the only. Everyone else just ain't me. I am the host of Welcome to Mars, a lifestyle podcast where nothing is off the table. I have come a long way from sex and dating and have transformed the new vibe to all things lifestyle. We still talk sex, but I'm more interested in the journey, where people have come from, how they made it, and where they're going. Subscribe or follow to a brand new look and a brand new era. Welcome to Mars. Subscribe or follow on Apple, Spotify, Google, or at theallymars.com. Because even with the new look, I'm still that same bitch you love to hate. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network.